David, those chickens are applauding. <laughs> yes. Because Governor Schwarzenegger has signed a bill backed by the Humane Society of the U.S. that requires that starting in 2015, all whole eggs, that's eggs in the shell, sold in California must come from hens who are able to stand up, lie down, turn around, and fully extend their limbs without touching one another or the sides of an enclosure. In other words, California will become a cage-free state. All right, you hens, line up. I want you all to stand up. Yeah. I want you to stand up there, hands. Okay, could, could you please just put your wings out so you're evenly spit? No, put your wings out so... This is hopeless. I, I, I don't want these cage-free animals here. I, I like them, you know, in those little those little grids where, where their eggs just drop down. You never even have to look at a disgusting chicken. Ah! Well, you can't really, Dave, for all for all of your emotional responses. Yes, yes. You really can't call California a cage-free state when you consider that we've got, or they've got all those prisoners <laughs> yeah, stuffed into those jails. Uh, yeah. Okay, with yeah. 40 million consumers in California, it would be hard to overestimate the potential of this bill to change the way laying hens are treated throughout the United States. And the victory comes just days after Ohio Governor Ted Strickland... Guy I kind of like. Uh-huh. He's one of those Democrats that's hanging on in Ohio. Imposed a moratorium on new battery cage facilities in Ohio, the nation's second largest egg production state. Here's my worry, though. Here's my worry. Okay. Yep. You know, because you know the Greenies are coming, man. The, the, the Humane Society, the Greenies, the Petas. I'm all for them, but they're going to they're going to drive the price of eggs skyrocket when they require that all these chickens take Pilates. <laughs> all right, you chickens. Welcome, General Petraeus, to your new position here as head of the forces in Afghanistan. Here's a cup of coffee and a PR disaster. NATO mistakenly killed five of its Afghan army allies in a recent airstrike while they were attacking insurgents in the country's east, officials said. An Afghan defense official condemned the latest friendly fire deaths, which came at a time when international troops are trying to improve coordination with Afghan security forces in hopes of handing over more responsibility to them nearly nine years into the war. Well, international troops, it's us and a few people from Britain and I think Estonia. So it's our problem. And in fact, Britain just handed over the most, uh, you know, the hottest part of Helmand uh, province to the Americans. They want out. So basically, it's our problem. And you, it, we talk about the hopes of handling over more responsibility to the Afghans. It's been nearly nine years old. Well, it, we're, we're going to be coming up with the Eikenberry cables that were just revealed. And it really goes into that in detail. All right. The Afghan soldiers were launching an an ambush before dawn against insurgents reportedly on the move in Ghazni province when NATO aircraft began firing on them without warning. Afghan Defense Military Spokesman General Mohammad Zahir Azimi said that. Five Afghan soldiers died and two more were wounded in the airstrike in Ghazani's Andar district. NATO spokesman Joseph Blotz confirmed the botched airstrike. He said he regretted the Afghan National Army deaths, telling a news briefing that a joint investigation has been launched so they can basically give it the push, the whitewash, the goodbye. The reason for this is perhaps a coordination issue, Blot said. We were obviously not absolutely clear whether there were Afghan National Security Forces in the area. In other words, we don't have a clue what's going on here. Okay, everybody. And Uh-oh. I'm speaking to everybody all across the web world from, I don't know, from Toledo to Sheboygan to Uzbekistan. Right? He's got that look on his face. Folks. America is 
is now f- the official land of wing nuts. Uh, we've always known it, but you know, it's Arizona's going crazy, and we see Georgia's a ha ha state, and of course, South Carolina has been, you know, off the edge for a long time. Now, you know, Alvin Green, all right, the unemployed veteran who mysteriously won the state's Democratic Senate primary oh, without yeah. campaigning. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, he has come up with his own stimulus plan. Are you ready? I'm okay, ready. drum roll. Another thing we can do for jobs, he says, is make toys of me, especially for the holidays. Little dolls. Me. Like maybe little action dolls. Me in an army uniform, Air Force uniform, and me in my suit. They can make toys of me and my vehicle, especially for the holidays and Christmas for the kids. That's something that would create jobs. So you see, I think out of the box like that. It's not something a typical person would bring up. That's something that could happen. That makes sense. It's not a joke. I like this guy. Yeah. Action I, dolls of, of me. me. Of yeah, me, yeah, sure. Yeah, make toys of me. Even, That's it. Even that wrestler from Minnesota, he didn't even have action no, toys made of him. No, because Jesse was vaguely modest, right? Well, and he had a brain. Well, that too. Yeah, that too. But I like this guy. Green, huh? Yeah, green. He, he, it's not a joke. He is, but that's not a joke. No. The New York Times tells us a Japanese court has convicted Peter Bethune, an anti-whaling activist from New Zealand, of assault and obstructing Japan's whaling fleet in the Antarctic. But his sentence was suspended, meaning that he will not be jailed. Bethune is a member of the Sea Shepherd Conservation Society. He boarded a Japanese whaling ship from a jet ski in the southern Antarctic in February and threw bottles of butyric acid at the whalers. One bottle cracked open and three crew members suffered minor burns, prosecutors charged. The Tokyo District Court also found Mr. Bethune guilty of trespassing, vandalism, and possession of a knife. The presiding judge, wait a minute, you need a knife for you if you're in the Antarctic, right? You got to protect yourself. Okay. The presiding judge, Takashi Tawada, sentenced Mr. Bethune to two years in prison with a sentence suspended for five years. So Bethune pleaded guilty to all charges except assault at the start of his trial in May and under a suspended sentence. Those convicted do not have to serve the prison term unless they are charged with other crimes. Bethune said he boarded the Japanese whaler to confront the captain over the sinking of a Sea Shepherd protest vessel, the A.D. Gill, in a January collision. Each vessel blamed the other for the incident. According to local news reports, Mr. Bethune approached the whaling ship, the Shonan Maru 2, on February 15th, cut through an anti-boarding net, draped around the hull, and climbed onto its deck. So, I mean, these these whalers are sailing with anti-boarding nets. So, I mean, you know, they know they're doing something controversial. Once on board, Mr. Bethune presented the captain with a bill for damages to the 80 Gill. Instead, he was taken into custody by the crew who held him for a month as the whaling ship returned to Japan. He was a prisoner for a month. The judge, Mr. Tawada, called Mr. Bethune's actions sabotage and based on selfish beliefs. Well, that's enough to send you to jail in Japan. You based on selfish beliefs. But the court decided to hand down a suspended sentence because Mr. Bethune had no previous criminal record in Japan and said he would not engage in similar protests. Mr. Bethune's arrest has received heavy news coverage in Japan, where the Sea Shepherd's mission to obstruct the country's whale hunts are looked upon with disdain. Japanese fisheries officials call the protesters terrorists. Japan kills about a 1,000 whales a year, primarily minke whales, as part of the government finance program that Tokyo says is for scientific purposes. 
Activists called the program a cover for commercial whaling, which was banned worldwide in 1986. So, here's what I want to know, Japanese scientists. What new scientific data are you going to pick up killing another thousand whales that you haven't gotten killing a thousand whales every year for decades? What's so new? Sea Shepherd has tried to disrupt Japan's Antarctic hunts by blocking its ships, using ropes to clog their propellers, and throwing rancid butter onto the decks to make them slippery. Rancid butter on the decks to make them slippery. Not what I would call like a class A strategy. The group said Bethune will be welcomed home to New Zealand as a national hero. Sea Shepherd is proud of Captain Bethune's achievements and satisfied with the results of this ridiculous trial that saw a man incarcerated for saving the lives of whales. Now, outside the Tokyo court, about 30 Japanese nationalist demonstrators chanted and held up placards denouncing the Sea Shepherd and Mr. Bethune, the Associated Press reported. One placard read, Give Sea Shepherd Terrorist Capital Punishment. These nationalists are heavy guys. They come from a wonderful tradition, you know. Just before World War II, they went around, you know, uh, cutting <laughs> cutting every uh, prime minister that didn't agree with them in half with these huge swords, and they're still there. So this is good, right? Right. Kill the whales. This is what the, the nationalists want. Kill the whales and kill the guy trying to stop you from killing the whales. Those Japanese nationalists are a dangerous bunch, I swear. And they make the tea partiers look like wusses. Well, it is indeed the middle of the month. Again, that idea of beginning, reaching the apex, and down to the nadir. Ah, well, this is the Ralph Nadir time here at Radio Free Oz. We're coming to an end today, and we're going to tang out, Dave. We're going to tang out. Here's here's one by Tu Fu, but it's dedicated to Lee Po. We've oh. been reading a lot of Lee Po. He's the po. guy that leaned his grief on two trees yesterday. That's right. That's well, here's Tu Fu writing, writing about him, to him. The cloud floats off the way the sun went. The traveler doesn't come back. Three nights in a row I dreamed of you, old friend, so real I could have touched you. You left in a hurry, I'll bet you're having a bad journey. Storms come up fast on those rivers and lakes. Don't fall out of your boat. Leaving framed in the doorway, you scratched your snowy head. I knew you didn't want to go. Bureaucrats fatten in the capital while a poet goes cold and hungry. If there is justice in heaven, what sent you out to banishment? Ages to come will warm themselves at your verses. But it's a cold, silent world you left behind. Too much, too foo. Yeah! Radio Free Oz. Let's give you the Oz team that puts it all together. I'm your host, Peter Bergman. Our co-host, David Osmond. We got John Cumming and Phil Fountain and Tom Goodwillow, fine people all, Chaz Glass, Dave Maloney, Bill McIntyre, and Scott Wilde. Oh, kill joie.